there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Top of the morning to you. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Mike Palm today as uh, Paulie Howard is out for another day. Today, Mike Palm is the VP of Circuit uh, Sports down here in downtown Las Vegas. Going to be on the program for the next three hours as Paulie's a little under the weather. How are you today, pal? Thanks, bitch. Good morning to everyone. Yeah, hoping for a speedy recovery for Paul. Uh-huh. Uh, and that will be back tomorrow, so fingers crossed. I got to tell you, Mitch, I know we're going to talk about the NBA Finals to start here, but there's a palpable excitement in the air in town right now. Oh, no doubt. In anticipation of uh, our first uh, world championship with the Knights. And I, I think it started with the win Saturday and knowing they were coming back here. And, you know, when they lost game three, everyone was talking, well, that's good because then we can clinch on home. I so. So it's all set up, but, you know, sometimes the funny things happen on the way to the forum. Uh, this is part of the funny uh, part, to me anyway, is that uh, Circa loses a lot of money mm. if the Golden Knights win this series and if they go down, if they win it tonight, yet the head man in charge here, the head honcho, Derek Stevens, he'll be thrilled with that. You're going to explain that coming up in about yeah, 15 minutes. Absolutely. Okay, so Denver takes care of Miami last night. I mean, it wasn't pretty. Uh, it wasn't a very um, eye-pleasing series to take in over five games however for those of you who are old school nba fans going back uh you know to the 80 i'm gonna say late 80s to like early 2000s when it was bully ball and it was rugged and it was sloppy and it was very physical i think that you probably really appreciated the game last night uh the shooting was not great i mean there there is this i mean on the nugget side 175 teams have attempted 20 plus threes in an nba finals game 175 Denver was 5 of 28. That's 18%. The worst three-point shooting game ever. Minimum 20 attempts. That was part of the deal. Great tweet from Evan Abrams last night. And I think you could talk about those stats the whole time. But they persevered. They got through it. They had to withstand a tremendous Jimmy Butler fourth quarter. However, as like fans of the sport, does anybody truly think that once they went to replay on the three-point attempt by Jimmy Butler in the corner. Does anybody really think, when they looked at the foul called, that that should have been upheld? You know, there's places offshore, especially with the NFL, where you bet the result of the review. I'd have lost a lot of money there. Oh, no question. How, how, how could that be? That's a 20-second that's a review. He's not touched. Both defenders straight vertical, and, and he kicks Aaron Gordon in the groin. I mean... Either it's it's no call, he misses a shot, and it's Denver ball, or it's an offensive foul with the leg kick. Yeah. How can three officials look at that in an NBA Finals game with three, minute less, three minutes left in a four-point game and say, yeah, that was the right call, given right. three and, free and they throws? Took, it felt like several <laughs> yeah. minutes uh, once they looked at it. And oh, by the way, guess who was in the replay center last night? Good old Scott Foster. <laughs> so surprise, surprise. And by the way, I think that call, that result there for for actually to that to stand and for Butler to go to the, th- the free throw line and hit all that had 
a direct result in the point spread then. What well, had a huge effect because they're up four with the ball. I mean, you have a shot to cover eight and a half. Yes. A- after that, now you get down into one point. And, and they seesaw the lead still in the last three minutes there. So uh, it was it was interesting. You know, we got whacked both the first two games. Everybody was on Denver game one. Everybody was on Miami. We won game three, lost game four. And then we won last night, although we would have been better if Denver covered. Um, but we won because... Strangely enough, there was a lot of heat money line action. And I think maybe it's people hedging the exact result. So many people bet Denver in five, right? That was the most common bet or Denver minus the game and a half. So I think people took little shots at, uh, you know, you could have taken the eight and middled it, taken course, eight and a half, yeah. or you take the, the big money line, right? And people took shots there. So what do you do in that situation? And we talked, well, I, mean, I, I talked I, about you yesterday I, on the show, monetizing the ticket came up, right? Okay, so if you bet Denver to win in five games, what's your play last night? I would have taken the eight and a half because I want to win both ways. Would you take take a slice of the money line? Yeah, yeah, maybe a maybe a quarter of it okay. on the money line. Uh, it depends, but when there's big, it's like when you know when when they had the survivor and you're getting a you know ten and a half uh, with the Broncos against the Chiefs and you need you know you know our guy Billy Chippis. I mean, it's just so big. It's different if it's you know you're trying to get into a three point window there to hit the middle. Eight and a half points, ten and a half points. Yeah, it's so tempting. I think you got to take your shots. Yeah. There. Uh, so I'm actually, I'm pretty happy the series is over with. Uh, I did have Denver. I laid one and a half games in it, so I, I felt like going back to Miami. What price did you lay one and a half? Games? Bad price. I, a minus one seventy four. Closed one ninety here. Did it really? Think about that. A game okay. and a half, one ninety. Okay. So, but also like it was a tough series to watch, in my opinion. Having said that, I'm very curious. If the Heat would have pulled that game off last night, like what's the total in a game six going back to Miami? Because this thing again opened up in the two night going back to game one, like two nineteen, two nineteen and a half range. One game, the entire series went over, and that was in game two when it took that miraculous offensive rating by basically both teams, specifically the Heat, to go over. And then you saw like on the show yesterday, it's hovering around two oh nine. It fluctuated a little bit. Like what do you? What's the game? Is it two oh five? You, you can't come crashing down to like it's 200. Too, no, but it's probably 206, 206 and a half. Around that number? I mean, the, you said historically poor shooting. Now, they doubt yep. that they're going to repeat it again after 175 times you're the worst one. And yet, you know, down the stretch, both teams hit some key threes. But that that there was like that nine-minute to six-minute stretch that was just nobody scored. back mm-hmm. and, and then it was sloppy and turnovers and missed shot after missed shot. I thought it added, added a little bit to the drama overall. I don't think it was bad. I, you know, if if I didn't get the call yesterday morning, I wouldn't have watched as much of the game simply because uh-huh. I had no interest in it other than with, with Circa. Uh-huh. But I probably watched from from early in the second quarter on eighty percent of the game and all of all of the last you know quarter and a half. Sure, sure. Uh, and 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 the kids came in, they were watching, and it actually was entertaining because I, you get Miami out ahead, and now Denver makes the run. They get it close. They keep separation, and and it was. For as sloppy as it was and and unartistic offensively, there was it was a dramatic well good of result. You know, if it, you're watching the game, yeah, ex- unartistic is I think is the right word, right? Because it was it was again not vi- the flow was really weird last mm-hmm. night. However, because it was a game five and an elimination game, I thought it was quite entertaining down the stretch. I, I really did. And then Butler all of a sudden turning it on and cranking it up from downtown. You're like, uh, what is this? Yeah, but then but you knew that he wouldn't take some bad threes once he got hot. <laughs> he got did hot, you didn't you know he was going to take some <laughs> awful threes in the last two minutes? Uh, this is from uh, Fran Frischilla. I think Fran is dynamite calling college basketball yeah. games. Longtime analyst. After that whistle was made <laughs> on Gordon on the foul there when uh, Butler was in the corner to go shoot three, he tweeted out. Fran did. Those referees better explain that call standing after the game. One of the worst calls I may have ever seen in a big situation like that. Is that the beauty of this? Typically, though, the referees, that's, they don't have to answer anything. That's anything. the tweet I was looking at right before we came on the air. Was that I read it last night. Uh, it, it immediately shot to number one on no hyperbole for this week, right? Over uh, McGregor knocking out the, the, the Heat mascot. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, well, that calls uh, in that spot. It's just mystifying, and you and you get a replay to correct it. 
I mean, e- even in real time, he's diving away from them into the corner. Yes. It, it looks like, and, and their assistants are immediately signaling Malone, challenge, challenge, challenge. Oh, and then on the broadcast, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson yeah. said, because it took so long, yeah. both guys are like, okay, there's no chance this is going to stand. It's going to get overturned. And I think like 99% of the people watching at home agreed with that. Like, of course, like what is Aaron Gordon supposed to do with? He's pulling up and he yeah. stops like this. And he's like, I'm out yeah. of the way. Nothing. I'm not going to touch the guy. And Butler kicks him in the junk. And yet the foul is called on Denver. Like, well, well, the defender has no chance there. And it's not as if he was chest to chest with him. I mean, there's a foot and a half separation between him and yeah. he's standing straight up. I think about in this series, my thoughts, Mitch, you know, Greg Popovich always says you have to win 16 games and we're not going 16 and 0 at home. But I mean, this Denver team went 10 and one at home. Yeah. Right. And six and three on the road. They only lost four games. Only lost four games the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a pretty impressive run through here. And, and I said to myself, who will open as the favorites to win? Now, I saw Caesars right away open Denver as the favorite to win the title next year, but close to five to one plus yeah. 485 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a bunch of these teams at the top. Yeah. I really, I mean, as we saw this year, right? I mean, Miami was an eight seed. They pushed it to a game five in the NBA finals. Like, I, I don't have interest in Denver around five to one. Boston, I saw a second shot on the board at plus 550. I, I, I need to know what's going to happen in their offseason first. Same thing with the Bucks. The Bucks lately, I mean, the last three out of the last four years in the playoffs, they've been a disaster. Phoenix at 850 or 10 to 1, no thank you. So I really have no interest in taking, like Philly is 13 to 1. Any faith in the 76ers? No, Not me. No. I no. mean, that's the same old story. Prove it. And they did it again. They didn't prove it this year. Right. I was listening to the broadcast, and I didn't know this, but Jokic is the lowest drafted player ever to win MVP in the NBA oh, yeah. at 41st. Oh. I think about other sports. I mean, you have undrafted guy, a lot in baseball, oh. Kurt Warner. Think about that. And the and so I went and looked it up. Who were the other, who was the all, other lowest MVP drafted? It was Giannis and um, Kawhi Leonard. Nash. Oh, let, Both Nash, drafted okay. 15th. Every MVP is going to come in the first 15 picks of a draft. That's, That's incredible. So here he is, named MVP of the finals last night. Uh, he was phenomenal again, as always. Nikola Jokic, he was asked about the parade after the game. Okay, we'll get that, we'll get that in, in a little bit. How was the game-by-game game betting compared, and we'll get into the NHL coming up in about five minutes here, game five tonight. How was the game-by-game game betting in the NBA compared to the NHL? It, it was more balanced than we have in the NHL because of the Knights. I mean, we pushed in game three. Otherwise, we got killed in every game. And tonight is even, I mean, with the runaway line we're going to talk about here. Yeah. Um, but but it went back and forth in the NBA. It didn't matter. I th- it didn't. I said, oh, the LA teams are out. Boston's out. It'll depress the handle. No, the handle was still terrific. Was it terrific? Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, some of the big bets at cash last night. A double-double for Michael, Michael Porter was 16-1. to 1. Before the series started, Nikola Jokic was minus 20,000 to have the most assists. He did not have the most assists. It goes to Jamal Murray. Wow. <laughs> Paulie fell just short. I mean, he ended up, what, 14 and change? Four. He needed 16 rebounds a game? Yeah. Yeah, so he was close. <laughs> he was close He there. was in the neighborhood. Yeah. So, again, Circa here where we broadcast from every single day, they lose a lot of money tonight if the Golden Knights finish off the Predators. But the man in charge of this sports book will be thrilled. Mike will explain why coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League, and new customers can bet $5 to get 200 bucks in a bonus, and that comes instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code VSEN. When you sign up, VSIN host, golf handicapper Matt Humans joins the program now. Maybe a little NHL with Matt at the back end here, uh, but we'll pick it up with the U.S. Open. Matt, uh, great event. I can't wait to see what LA Country Club is going to look like. From all reports, this course is just going to pop big time on the screen this week. Um, I would be interested in betting Scotty Scheffler outright because the guy has been Tiger Woods lately, but I don't want to bet this number. Like if somehow he popped up to like eight or higher, I would consider it. But I'm not, how are you going to attack uh, this machine lately known as Scotty Scheffler? That's a good question. By the way, this uh, course is going to be really impressive. You're going to love watching this tournament this week. I think this course is going to look sharper than Mike Palm does this morning <laughs> in its coat and tie. Uh, so, Here's the thing about L.A. Country Club. There's a lot of mystery to it, and we never played a major here. There have been a few tournaments played here, like the Pac-12 Championship 10 years ago, the Walker Cup six years ago. It's just got a little course history to go by. But as far as Scotty Scheffler, he is he doesn't have experience on this course, Mitch, and here's why I would not play uh, Scheffler to win right away. At the 7-1 to one odds, you can find out there. First of all, I'm not going to recommend the guy at single-digit odds on a major. But Scheffler's had a lot of problems with his putter recently. And this course is going to get firm and fast. And if Scheffler has problems with his putter, I could see him getting off to a slow start in this tournament. And you might be able to get better. You're probably going to be able to get better odds on him on the adjusted board after Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday. And But he's a guy who's going to figure it out. He's probably going to finish top 10. In fact, in 2023, in all of his starts, his worst finish is a tie for 12th, which is insanely good. So I don't want to bet against Scheffler, but I'm not going to play him at 7-1. to I'm going to bet Scotty to finish top 10 at minus 140, and that might be a guy you look to play on the adjusted odds board if he does not get off to a great start. Okay, what, do you, what are you expecting for the overall winning score to be compared to par? Are we looking at a score that would be... 12, 13 under, or are we thinking more along the lines no. of seven, eight, nine? I'm thinking somewhere between five under to eight under. And Wes Reynolds on the show last night said he thinks it's going to be three or four under. Ooh. I do think you're going to see some really low scores on uh, the first or second day, but this course is going to get tougher and they're going to come back over the weekend. The rough here is uh, really thick. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't find fairways off the tee, if you get in the rough around the green, you're going to see some guys make double bogey. And like you said, the putting is going to be difficult. So it's a par 70. Uh, that means par is going to be 280. The winning score prop is 271.5. I really like this play over 271.5, which means the winner is going to be eight under par or less. And I think that's a pretty good play because I do think somewhere around five to eight under is going to win it. Wes Reynolds, like I said, says lower. So play the winning score over 271 and a half minus 110. Okay. Yesterday uh, on this show, I had Jeff Davis on. Uh, he's the leading golf odds maker mm-hmm. here at Circa Sports. And Circa offers incredible numbers on this sport every single week. 
and he told me yep. that he could not sniff a bet on Justin Thomas. And that was when he was at 42 to one. And he goes, I, I'm guessing right. I'm going to pump him up to 48, 49. Justin Thomas is at 50, 50 to one to win a major. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you said this last night, Matt, on your show, like a lot of these numbers are going to be so tantalizing, uh, but I don't think that you're going to be on Justin Thomas. Are you fading him in matchups this week? Well, I like it when I agree with Jeff Davis, because he's a very smart guy, especially with golf uh, odds making in uh, Circa. By the way, we say this over and over, but it's so true. The more I look at the futures boards around on this U.S. Open, nobody does it better than Jeff Davis at Circa. He, I'm, I'm getting a better price than all the players I like at Circa than I am anywhere else. And <clears throat> I have now the matchups are not up yet, but I didn't find – a matchup on Jordan Spieth, minus 135 over JT. And I'm going to play that because I agree with Jeff Davis. JT's lost right now. And I'm not sure when he's uh, going to find himself again. But his game is all out of sorts. And you can put JT at 50 to 1, and I'm not interested in playing him oh, wow. this week. I've never said that before. You'd have to bump Justin Thomas up to 80 to 1 to get me to, to think about it. Uh, he, he just, he just, <laughs> Mitch, you've been watching him play in oh, recent yeah. weeks. Well, what tells you that JT is going to turn it on and be a contender this week? There's nothing that really points to that. And when I handicapped this LA country club, I, I think you can draw a course correlation to Augusta and uh, Jordan Spieth is a guy who's played Augusta really well, obviously. And Spieth took last week off. I think he's in a good position to beat JT in that matchup. Minus 135, I think is a really good price. No, no interest in JT for me. Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is Matt Humans, VEASAN host, and also senior editor on the website, VEASAN.com. Who are your outrights then that you want to go to war with? Okay, so the only one I've bet so far is uh, Max Homa at 30-1, to 1, and Homa's going to be a really popular play this week, and I don't like that because the popular plays obviously don't get there that often. But if you go back to the Pac-12 championship 10 years ago, Homa shot a course record. 61 when he was a Cal senior that's at LA country club. He was even par over the final two days, but this is basically his backyard. So I'm looking at some of these Southern California players who have some experience on LA country club. And I think can handle it. Patrick Cantlay at 16 to one. He has not performed well at all in majors, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him break through and win this one. So if you look just below the guys like Scheffler and Rom and Kepka and Rory, I think Patrick Cantley's just as good, or he's got a better shot to win than those guys. So let's go Cantley, former UCLA player at 16-1. to 1. Jordan Spieth at 27. Spieth is going to be able to handle uh, this course, and especially the rough around the greens. He's a very creative player around the greens, and I think that's going to help him a lot this week. Plus, he's been gaining strokes off the tee. If you look at the stats, a couple of his best driving performances have been recently. So I'm going to go Cantley 16-1, Spieth 27. Max Homa at 30, and then Colin Morikawa, another former Cal Bear, just like uh, Max Homa. Morikawa at 38-1, to one, who, again, this course is his backyard. It's like a home game for Morikawa. I don't like to play him too often, but I think his game fits the course. He's got experience here. 38-1 to one at Circus, by far the best number you're going to find on Morikawa, too. Maddie, I think one of the things we don't talk about enough on this network is how to bet and how and how we attack mm-hmm. these things. So you gave us three bets, you know, Scheffler top 10, the, the winning score over 271 and a half, Spieth over Thomas, and then four outrights. How do you mm-hmm. how do you bet this from a standpoint? Are they all equal wagers in the outrights? Are you playing more on one player over another? Are the outrights less than these matchups or top five or tens? Yeah, that's a good question, too. We should talk about that more. And we talked about it a little bit on our show with Wes Reynolds because he plays so much. He's a high-volume player, and you can't play a full unit on all this stuff, especially on the futures board. I'm playing a full unit on Scheffler top 10, the winning score over, and Spieth over JT. Those are all full one-unit plays. I got a half unit on Cantley at 16-1, to Spieth, Homa, and a little bit less on Morikawa at 38-1. to But those are not full unit plays on the – futures board typically you're going to play on the futures board you're going to play like a quarter or a half unit on a lot of these but mostly uh half unit plays on the futures board that's a good question about 90 seconds here matt uh have uh-huh. have you fired on the panthers yet mm-hmm. this this number is becoming very juicy here in game five <laughs> 
Yeah, I want to ask Mike Paul when he thinks this number is going to close around town because I think it's going to be a one-way attack on the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. And I, I don't necessarily don't like the Panthers and the way they set up with Matthew uh, Chuck's shoulder. I think it's his shoulder injury. I fully expect him to play tonight. He's a tough guy. I think he's going to be out there. How effective is he going to be? I just, I think you have to take a little bit of a contrarian look at this and say, hey, the Golden Knights might find it so easy tonight, similar to the Nuggets last night in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. And also, Mike, plus 180, is that the price point where you can buy the Panthers? And does Aiden Hill, the Vegas goalie, have a chance to win Conn Smythe at 9-1, to one, maybe if he throws a shutout tonight? I don't know. You should be getting buyback at, at you know 160, 165, but there's going to be so many people in town, Matt, that want to have a ticket like 50 years ago at the right. Belmont just to have the ticket on Secretariat. They may never cash it, but they want to have a right. ticket on the Knights tonight. I think you got to get more than 9-1 to one on Hill because I don't think that in this series where there's been some higher scoring games and Marsha Show, who's an original player and cap- captain, all this sort of stuff, I don't know how you overcome that either with Eichel. I think it's a done deal if it ends tonight. If it goes seven and 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 Hill has a shutout and there's one another, maybe there's a shot. But I, I'd okay. have to get fifteen to one on Hill to make a bet. Okay, that's Matt, fair. Yeah. Marcia's show has what thirteen goals, twenty four points. Yeah. He's a clear favorite about yeah. minus twelve five hundred. I just wonder. I think Aiden Hill's been an incredible story and done a great job here in the playoffs. They play but, such right. good defense in front of him, Matt. Though it's that's more of a story than Hill. Thanks, Matt. Good luck this week. Okay, you bet. Thanks. We're live here on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more to come today, including Gojo, Dan Lebatard, and Ross Tucker. And up next here on VSIN, is it really over with? This is Follow the Money on VSIN. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NHL, and new customers can bet $5 and get a $200 bonus instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. Mike, you were telling me about an interesting bet that you made before the year started. It was a head-to-head bet. Yeah, it was during the commercial break. Two teams that had the... I was looking for a bet for Red Sox for fifth in the division. And I didn't see any that I liked, but there was a head-to-head matchup. More wins, Orioles or Red Sox. So I laid 115 with the Orioles. This is, I, 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 whether it was fourth or fifth or second or third, you could, it wasn't just pigeonholing the Red Sox into fifth at that time. Sure. And, I mean, in theory, before the season started again, the O's on the uptick. I like the Wells. I like Kramer. I like some of the young pitching. Rauschman, I think Rauschman's Derek's favorite player in Major League Baseball. Oh, right is that now. right? So, I, I, you know, I thought a little, a little, uh, a little um, positive bet there, where you could couple it with what I thought the Red Sox were going to be a below five hundred team. Okay, and uh, Vsin contributor Will Hill joins the program now. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at not the Will Hill. Good morning, pal. Thanks for the time. How are so to kind of piggyback what Mike was talking about there about the Red Sox? How are you approaching a market with Boston moving forward for the rest of the season? Yeah, well, some of these books, they do a really good job keeping up the season win totals throughout the year. And we were just talking before the break. If you really if you keep an eye on it and you don't mind, you know, if you don't mind tying up your money. Yeah, there's some great middle opportunities. And to me, the Red Sox right now sitting at 80 wins. uh, I like the under. I think they're five or so five and a half out of a wild card spot right now. I could easily seeing that be I could easily see that being seven or eight by the time we get to the trade deadline here. And if that's the case, even if they're like six, seven out, I would think they'll pull the plug. They could trade Paxton, who looked really good last night. He looks good when he's healthy. He's just never healthy. And um, look, I think Cora is a great manager. I think they've overachieved here this first few months. But to me, they just don't have enough pitching, especially to hang in that division where you got to play Baltimore all the time. You got to play Tampa all the time. The Yankees are still uh, the Yankees when they're healthy. It's a really good division. So uh, for me, you know, t- to see them getting to 500 or better, I don't see it. So under 80, I think it's a good play here. I think they'll pull the plug and trade whoever they can probably at the deadline. They'll be sellers. Will, in this era of uh, win for me now and mercenary players, the Nuggets are sort of an anomaly. They've kept Malone for eight years. They've built their team through the draft and they got their NBA title last night. Talking with Mitch earlier in the show, interesting how the market would open for next year. And um, you're putting your toe in the water and the Nuggets already to win the championship and go back to back. I think plus 475 is a good price. Now, there's a practical aspect of your tying up your money for 12 months for a bet that may or may not hit. But 
Um, yeah, you, you brought up some good points. They are homegrown. They're organic. They didn't tank. They didn't get an unhappy superstar. They did it with all uh, of their own draft picks. No top five picks. It was really just good drafting, good developing. I think you could say Jokic is the best draft pick of all time. When you look at expected value of that draft pick and what that's produced, that's got to be the best pick of all time. There's a, a little Tom Brady analogy here where it's basically a throwaway pick. If you sold that pick for cash, nobody would ever look twice. But, um, you know, I, I think you look at next year and I don't know if they'll win the finals, but I think they're going to be back in the finals. And again, anything can happen, injuries, trades, whatever. But if you look at the West, I mean, who do you trust? Do you trust the Grizzlies? No. Do you trust the Clippers to stay healthy? I think we're probably done with that. LeBron and AD a year older. Do you trust them to stay healthy for 82 games plus a postseason? Uh, no. W w can the Suns fill out the roster? It's really just a two-man team, two-and-a-half-man team here with Durant and Booker. So um, if you're going to give me a team that's plus 475 that I think has a great chance to be right back in the finals, I mean, there's some 2015 Warriors vibes with this Nuggets team where they're just on the rise. I think Jokic is so fun to play for that they'll get some veterans that want to play with him because he makes them better. Uh, it'll be a chance at a ring. So to me, plus 475. If you can stomach it, you just put it in your pocket, you bet it now, and you know you look up next spring and you're happy you have that ticket. Uh, I like what you said. That's exactly where I was going next. It does have a, a feel like Golden State eight years ago. Like this is the beginning of something that could last for a long, long time. He's going to be the best player on the court, regardless of competition. And I'm glad like they had to get that interview with Jamal Murray after the game last night, and you saw how emotional he was. Like That dude missed two consecutive postseasons after he was phenomenal in the bubble. And he came back and he had an incredible postseason and a great NBA final. So as long as those two guys are healthy, you're right. I think they can add guys on the cheap, maybe moving forward. I think they're probably going to be just incredible in the West for the next three, four, five years. He's durable, too. He doesn't get hurt. He's one of the most durable superstars. You don't have to worry about uh, you know injuries or load management. It'd be interesting to see what their win total is next year. Now that they have a, 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 you know, a championship in their pocket, do they go for 60, 65 wins? They might not. But uh, to me, they're going to be right there in the mix next year. Will, Zach Wheeler's home road splits have been pretty pronounced. 2021, 233 area at home, 335 on the road. Last year, 185 at home, 384 on the road. This year so far, 293 at home, 518 on the road. He's pitching for the Phillies in Phoenix tonight against soft-tossing Zach Davies. You like the Phillies and Wheeler to bounce back here, minus $1.35. Yeah, I thought he looked good his last time out against Detroit. I did look good his last time out. I know it's the Tigers, but he carried a no-hitter until, I think, the eighth inning. And the stuff is there. So as long as he's on track mechanically, I think he's going to pitch well. And every day I wake up, I look at the Diamondbacks' prices. I think they're a little cheap. Uh, they've been a, a bargain here for a long time this season. They've been a fun team to watch, a fun team to bet. I just think this is a rough pitching matchup for them with Wheeler against, as you mentioned, a soft-tossing Davies. I really thought once Fock came up, they might just replace Davies' spot in the rotation. They exiled Bumgarner. I thought Davies would be next to me. Uh, he's not like a, a pitcher on a contending team, so I wonder if they'll try to improve and upgrade that uh, that rotation spot here as we get towards the deadline. But to me, this is just uh, a pitching mismatch. I will go with Philly. That was a fun game last night. Like the Diamondbacks have a little juice right now. They got a little buzz. They are a lot of fun, but I do think Philly wins tonight. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is VSIN contributor Will Hill. He's on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. What is your handicap today on this Mets Yankees matchup, the Subway Series here, as it picks up? And Severino goes against Scherzer. Scherzer's been really good going back now. His last three starts, he faced the Yankees twice last year. He was solid against them. Um, what do you like today between these two? You know, it's funny. The Yankees played the White Sox in a doubleheader on Thursday in game one. I looked at the Yankee lineup without judge. And I said, you know what? This team can't score any runs. I'm betting the team total under. And it was four and a half. They scored five. They beat me. Since then, they've had four straight unders. So that's just how it goes with betting sometimes. But if you look at this Yankee lineup, I mean, just read the names. It's Jake Bowers. It's Kiner Falefa. It's Trevino. I mean, they got Kiner Falefa batting second. This is really, this is not a vintage Yankee lineup. This is um, you know, Judge, it's funny, in his absence, he's proving his value more than when he plays. I yep. mean, he is just such a monster player without him. Uh, unless Stanton goes on one of these binges where he hits seven or eight homers in a week, like he can do, but he hasn't done lately. Uh, as he gets older, it's just there's not enough punch in the lineup. So to me, team total under three and a half is a good play. Like you mentioned, Scherzer's been better the last 
five or six starts as the weather's gotten warmer, whatever it is, he's gotten healthier. Uh, he did get hit by Atlanta last time, but look, he had, I think, 10 or 11 strikeouts. The strikeout numbers have been good. And again, this is just not a big time lineup. The Yankees are going to roll out there. So Yankees team total under three and a half. It's been four and a half, so they're starting to adjust it, which is unfortunate. But uh, I'll go back to the well here and play the under. Uh, you can't play a team total under against Lance Lynn, Will. Come on. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, ludicrous. Right. You know, point. they should have got shut out by Bellow Sunday night. If Trevino's ball doesn't hit second base, they don't even yep. score in that game. And I don't know how much longer you can keep Volpe in that lineup. Uh, game five Stanley Cup uh, playoffs tonight. Uh, did you do anything with your Marsha So ticket in any way? And do you think the, the Knights finish it tonight, Will? I didn't do anything with. Uh, no, I I did put a little small bet on Eichel plus five fifty, but I I mean you look at the market, Margie's <laughs> minus six hundred to win, so I'm hoping that's accurate here. I do think Vegas wins tonight. Um, my one bet in here is is that will there be a goal in the first ten minutes minus one forty? It's five for five the first five games. Um, I, look, I don't want to kill my own edge here, but I just don't get why this is so low. I mean. The other night, it was no sweat. Two minutes in, you get a goal. I think these refs are just more apt to call penalties 10 minutes in as opposed to, you know, tie game in the third. They, they're more likely to swallow the whistle. So whatever the case is, uh, I'm going to go back to the well. Will there be a goal in the first 10 minutes? Yes, is minus 140. I will go with yes here. And I do think Vegas holds up the uh, the trophy and we crown another champion tonight. All right. Uh, we're all over the map here, betting on everything. You have a couple of bets in the last minute or so. A couple of bets that you like for the first round leader at the U.S. Open. I took Scheffler first round leader, 18 to one. Uh, his T degree numbers are fantastic. His performance in majors is fantastic. I just look, he's seven to one to win the championship. That sort of price is just cutting it close for me. So I'd rather just have the 18 to one first round leader, hope he puts well and cash a ticket Thursday night. And I bet Figala to win outright uh, hundred to one. He's got seven, I think top nine, top 10 finishes this year. He's played well in California. He's from Pepperdine, uh, finished ninth at the masters. So um, you know, as long as he's in the mix, I, there is a path there. And at 100 to 1, all you're hoping for is a pass. So, Figala, 100 to 1 to win the tournament. Scheffler, 18 to 1, first round leader. All right, pal. Good stuff. Follow him on Twitter. He is at not the Will Hill. Crush it today. Appreciate it, guys. There you go. Thanks, Will. Very good. Okay. So, first round leader bet there on Scheffler. I would actually, I, taking the shortest shot in the board is uh, a slippery slope in golf. I would I would consider Scheffler at around eight nine to, well nine to one for ten to one for for sure hundred percent I'm betting that I would even consider eight to one on Scheffler this week. Well, you'd be shocked if you didn't get a run for your money with the bet, right? No, that's I mean, he's, exactly. He's there every week. Of course, he's right in the mix. <laughs> well, meanwhile, I thought Jim Nance retired. He's making tremendous calls to end the Canadian uh, Open. Only in college hoops, yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, an updated look at the two football contests here at Circus Sports. Are they sweating out the guarantee already? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare follow the money 
the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. It's good to have you on board here on a Tuesday morning. It is Follow the Money. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss, along with Mike Palm, who's the VP of this great property. Uh, he's filling in for Paulie today. A little bit under the weather again uh, this morning. Uh, thinking Paulie might be able to come back on the show tomorrow. We'll see how it goes for him uh, later on this morning. We are joined in studio bright and early on this terrific day by Paul Stone, professional sports better, college football, golf handicapper, among other sports. Thanks so much for taking time out of your uh, quick trip to Las Vegas to join us. How are you? Doing well, man. Glad to be with you guys. Uh, Mike and, and the gang here at Circa um, opened uh, their week one sides and totals uh, yesterday morning. So came in to participate in that and uh, got a little U.S. Uh, golf open draft with some of the guys here in town out at a local uh local watering hole tonight so a lot of fun a quick trip but uh gonna enjoy it so during your appearance on this show today we're gonna get hit some of your bets in the u.s open we'll get to that we'll get to some of your bets in week one circa opened up games was it yesterday or was it the day before my timeline is a little bit confused here and i think maybe a back and forth here mike about booking those games and taking bets from someone like paul as well um yesterday yesterday yesterday. okay Mm -hmm. You basically, because Circa, they've been the world openers in college football now for a handful of years. You don't live in Las Vegas. You live in Texas. But you you fly out every weekend during the college football season to bet here at Circa. And that's part of it. I mean, I have some some other things going on. But uh, I enjoy participating. And I mean, they really do a good job. I'm not just saying that because uh, Mike's sitting here next to me. But, uh, you know, just through the years, uh, you know, Matt Metcalf uh, continued it. And now the the gang, their all-star crew of bookmakers, I mean, they're going to put up uh, good prices. Uh, they're going to be sharp. And, and they took some some decent limits yesterday for those who like to, to bet a little bit more. So uh, it's just a lot of fun yeah. to, to participate. Oh, no doubt. You can fire here. They're not afraid. Yeah, I mean, they took 1,000 on size yesterday. I think they took at least three uh, 1,000 on totals, rather. They took at least 3,000 on all the sides. They took 5,000 on some sides, and they took 10,000 on one or two highlight games like LSU and maybe Florida State uh, and, and maybe another one. So, yeah, you definitely, uh, you know, people can whet their appetite for college football in June here at Circa. It's not bad taking 1,000 on a total right now. <laughs> That's a tough number. It is. I mean, the totals especially, you know, we have a, a pretty significant rule change with the, the clock not stopping on first down uh, except in the final uh, two minutes, I think, of the first half and the end of the game. So it's even trickier than ever. And totals in college football are always, especially early in the year, a very difficult, uh, uh, you know, uh, puzzle to figure out. So certainly respect that. Okay. And for new members of the audience for this show in particular here on VSIN, you come on with us once a week during the football season. But you also, like your appearances start in the summertime right about now, giving out bets on conferences, right? Outright winners, uh, regular season win totals. And you'll come on once a week, and that is going to start today. We'll begin here with the Big 12 in your neck of the woods, right? Before we get into some of uh, the bets that you have made so far and the bets that you would recommend, uh, you have, you've always had a very good pulse on Texas and the Longhorns. What is the plan for you know, stud incoming quarterback Arch Manning. What are they going to do here? Yeah, I think a lot of people maybe. I think first of all, people need to temper their enthusiasm for uh, for Arch Manning. I mean, he played. Uh, he is a Manning, and he obviously has a tremendous skill set. But he's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played at Isidore Newman there in New Orleans, which is not the highest level of high school competition. So th- there's an adjustment period, and uh, you know Quinn Ewers is their clear cut number one quarterback. And uh, a lot of Manning uh, proponents might not like it, but Malik Murphy is the clear-cut number two quarterback. I mean, I think Arch Manning will probably get some mop-up time just because he's probably a, a four-year top player there at uh, Texas, so no need not to blame. But uh, the guy who's next in line, if Quinn Ewer stumbles, is going to be Malik Murphy, not Arch Manning. Now, is the Manning family okay with this? If not, uh, what happens? Like, will there say, will there word like supersede guys who might be in front of him, or could, could you see a transfer down the road at some point? You know, you always, I think, any school in the country in today's climate for college football with the uh, ability to, to transfer uh, on a moment's notice uh, during the you know the portal period, you have to worry about that. But 
We talk about helicopter dads, and Cooper Manning, his dad, is the dead opposite of that. Mm-hmm. They're not even allowing him to take NIL money. They said he will not take any NIL money until he's a starting quarterback at the major college level. So he's not taking a dime, although the obviously he would be making millions of dollars. He hadn't taken anything. So uh, I think Cooper Manning is a hands-off type guy, much like uh, you know Archie Manning was for his boys and uh you know, I think they'll let him develop, and you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if he—he's obviously going to start his collegiate career at the University of Texas. Might be another thing whether he finishes his career at the University sure. of Texas. Paul, well, how hot is Steve Sarkeesian's seat there in Austin? You know, I think it's somewhat hot. He, he's recruiting at a very high level, but you know, the fact of the matter is, Steve Sarkeesian in his first two seasons is thirteen and twelve straight up. He's nine and twelve against Power Five teams. Mm-hmm. Nine and twelve. I think this is either his 10th or 11th season in college football as a head coach uh, starting at uh, Washington, I think at 32 years old, then the the stint there at Southern Cal and now at Texas. He's never won double digits in a season. He needs to win double digits this season or that seat could get uh, quite warmer. But I I hope they give him time. Um, I think they've got the possibility uh, for a big year this year. But again, Texas is that perennial underachiever. Everybody's talking Texas big in June. Uh, but come uh, the end of November, typically they have failed to meet expectations. Okay, so then your outright winner for this conference, the Longhorns are as low as plus 120 to win this thing. Are you looking at that team and Sark to actually get it right this year, or are you looking at a team down the board a little bit? You know, it makes me uh, makes me maybe look a little bit like a square, but I mean, Texas is just head and shoulders, in my opinion, roster-wise, above every team in this conference. Uh, you know, if you take that plus 120, I just cannot see how they're not going to be in the Big 12 title game. And if they're in the Big 12 title game, they're not going to be the underdog. On the money line, you're not going to be getting plus right, 120. Right. So uh, I, I like Texas to win just because there seems to be an imbalance at the at the top of the conference. And then, you know, behind them, you know, positions two through five, you could really – mix them up, and they could come out in a whole lot of ways. So uh, I think Texas is just the clear-cut best team in the conference. They have no glaring weaknesses. The offensive line has been, uh, you know, mediocre at best the last five or six years, even since you could say the national championship appearance in 2009 against Alabama. The offensive line has been uh, subpar. Five starters are back this year who started all 13 games last year. Three of those guys were true freshmen. One of those guys is Kelvin Banks, the left tackle. He will be a Thursday night draft pick uh, in 2025. Mm. He faced four players last year who were selected among the top 31 picks in the draft, two of those being Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson, uh, the defensive end from Kansas State, uh, and then uh, Will McDonald from Iowa State. He gave up one sack all year. The quarterback got knocked down on his watch one time all year. So he is a big-time player. So they've, they've gotten better at some positions where they haven't been good recently. Chris Kleeman in Kansas State win the Big 12 title. TCU plays for a national championship. Which one of these two teams has a higher ceiling this year? That's a great question. You know, I might say Kansas State just off the top of my head. TCU had a uh, school-tying record, eight players selected in the NFL draft. Uh, it was a magical season. They won a, a lot of close games. I think they were plus four in what uh, we call net close games, games decided by seven points or fewer. They were plus six in the turnover category. Uh, they just lose so much talent. Um, but, you know, the job that Sonny Dykes has, has done there to, to for him to come in his first season with low expectations, probably most people uh, had them – tabbed as the second division team in the in the Big 12 to do what they did last year was just an incredible accomplishment. Chris Kleeman, I mean, at Kansas State, uh, it's almost like just a continuum of what Bill Snyder built there in Manhattan. Uh, he recruits players maybe that are a little bit under the radar, but like TCU, I mean, you lose a guy like Deuce Vaughn in his three years there. I think he had between receiving and rushing yards close to 5,000 total yards offense. So that's tremendous uh, production that they're going to have to replace, and they won't be able to replace it all. So, uh, you know, they're having to reload a little bit. But I think Kansas State's maybe uh, 
in a little bit uh, better position, uh, primarily probably because they'll be a little bit better than TCU, more than likely on defense. We can continue this and get your two win totals uh, after the break. But I did see a prop up, Paul, on the 2023 Big 12 winner, and it's phrased this way. Any team from Texas, minus 140 to win the conference. You already said you like the Longhorns. Or you get the field at plus 105. And the new landscape here of this conference and how it looks is minus 140 too much to lay, you think, in your opinion there? And you'd be getting you know, more teams than just the Longhorns here to win it. Right. Obviously, more teams in the Big 12 are outside the state of Texas than inside. Sure. But, uh, you know, you, you get Texas and, and Texas Tech. You know, they're going to be uh, they're going to be a popular uh, dark horse pick in the Big 12 this year. And uh, you talk about a coach that's done a big time job, Joey McGuire, who's a Texas high school coaching legend there in the Lone Star State. In year one, they win eight games. They win uh, uh, their last four games in a row. They beat Ole Miss by 17 in the bowl game. They beat Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm for the first time ever in the same season. So they're they're part of that uh, Texas contingent. And then TCU, as Mike mentioned, a, a defending national champion runner-up. So I would lay the minus 140. I don't know if you want to lay much more than that, though, because you are taking fewer teams. And if Texas stumbles, as they often have in recent years, <laughs> then, you're, then you're stuck uh, with a minus 140 ticket that's going to have a hard time getting there. Well, you get a shot to get both teams from Texas in the title game, obviously, and then, and have a winner. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, if you get if you get two Texas teams in that uh, championship game, you can just lay back and uh, have a good time. Hang tight here. We'll continue with professional sports better Paul Stone. We'll get his win totals in the conference coming up next. And also... Circa released week one point spreads and totals yesterday. Paul already made 18 bets. We'll have that conversation next here on VSIN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 